The Rocks, Jay and Dunk. Jay and Dunk with you on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Can I just say a massive thanks to Bakels uh, for having the Supreme Pie Awards last night and for inviting us because what a great night. I haven't seen production value like that in anything in New Zealand. I, and I've been to every single every single music awards. I think the production value for this was higher than the music awards. Well, yeah, it was. Um, I was like, on, on the way in, I was like, Jay, tonight's going to be pretty loose. It's ridiculous. Like full screens everywhere, complete animation. They made it look like Tomb. Would you say Tomb Raider or yeah, Indiana Jones? Indiana Tomb Raider. Jones, yeah. Every um, single one of us got a trinket to take home. Did yours make it home? No. <laughs> I got given two of them. Uh, we got these amazing compasses, like old ornate compasses, with a sundial on them as well. Incredible! My boys are frothing on them; they love them. Oh, nice! At least some of them made home. Yeah, made it, made, it, made it home. So, should we should we give a wrap to the winners, the gold medalists? I'd love to know who won because uh, yeah, for the life of me, I can't remember. So, for the mince and gravy pie, the gold award went to Oliver's Bakehouse in Mission Bay, Auckland. Nice. The potato top, the gold award went to Euro Patisserie in Torbay. In Auckland. Uh, the steak and chi. The steak and chi went to Nada Bakery in Tawa, Wellington. Nice. Uh, the vegetable the vegetable and chicken pie went to Kai Pie Wholesalers in Wanaka. That's right. I think they Great won a, stuff. Ca- a couple of awards last night. Uh, they got in the mixer. Uh, Cafe Boutique Pie went to Original Foods and Wigram uh, Wigram Christchurch Wigram Christchurch I'm supposed to be the one that's hung over here you left early <laughs> uh, keep it up um, and, and they they won because they did a poached rhubarb and blueberry pie that was the uh, the boutique pie it was bloody delish by the looks of things in terms of the gourmet meat pie a Moroccan lamb pie was the winner from the Ordewa Bakery uh, just north of Auckland. Yep, just north of Auckland. The Truckee and Trady Steak and Gravy Pie Gold Award went to Euro Patisserie in Torbay. Again, Torbay and Auckland. Bacon and Egg Pie, the Breakfast Pie, Gold Star, Patrick's Pies, and Toadie Kuda Drive in Todiko Taronga. Yes. And the Gourmet Fruit Pie went to 10 O'Clock Cookies Bakery Cafe in Masterton. Vegetarian Pie, Hooting. Um, <laughs> commercial wholesale and Next. mince pie, Oxford pies. So these are the ones that just pump out thousands upon thousands I think upon that's thousands. Min- minimum was sixty thousand a week or something. Yeah, like in- incredible. Oxford pies, Dad's pies, Coupland's bakeries, and Kai Pie wholesale in Wanaka uh, got highly commended for that. But the Supreme Pie Award Gold category. Was- I have a drum roll, but I've got this. <laughs> and the winner is. Gold star Patrick Pies for the Min and Chi from Todiko and Todunga. Well done. They was, won last year. Yeah. Impressive stuff. Uh, Impressive stuff. And these are, this was splitting hairs, they reckon. Like, every single one that made it into that from highly committed through to gold was so close. Like, real, real close. Could have gone either way. Yeah, and the same goes for our um, chicken nugget and sweet and sour sauce. Could, I mean, it just could have gone either way. Yeah, uh, sort of swayed us to a supreme award. Didn't quite get there this year. I think we are the um, we are the chubby kid that just turned up and got a player of the day just because <laughs> the whole team had already won it. Because we turned up, <laughs> just sat there making daisy chains and still won. Got a Mars bar and a small cup for the weekend. Uh, when I have a big night, I start writing notes down and thinking that'd be good to talk about. And none of them make any sense. I'd like to start with uh, the note that says margarine sculpture. Next. Jay and Dunk on the rock. Uh, if you just tuned in, a hungover Duncan. Uh, push the boat out. It's been a while since I've been able to push the boat out with the arrival of Murray. 
Mm. He's five weeks, and apparently five weeks enough to I don't know, go out till three a.m. <laughs> really yeah. fill your boots. You got a great ball. It was right out in front of you at chest height, and the arms were outstretched, and you hit it at pace. And I did. I think I did good. Yeah. I, so what I do when I go out, and because uh, often the best ideas come after you've had a couple of fizzies, and I write these notes on my phone. And these notes in the morning sometimes, like this morning, make absolutely no sense. But I feel like this is like, dude, where's my car? And I can kind of piece together my night as to what happened. You know what it is? That is a digital treasure map. That is how you retrace your steps why to find I, the gold. Why have I written margarine sculpture? <laughs> margarine sculpture. I can fill you in on this. Mm, this is good. So I used to work at Bakel's Edible Fats and Oils, mm. and that is the pastry arm of, uh, or the pastry, the oil pastry arm of Bakel's. Mm. And so we make um, a pastry margarine, which goes into the pie pastry. And that's, uh, they make it in bricks, and you can make sculptures out of it. And there was one there last night at the entrance, which was I a big... I remember seeing that. A big, uh, no, you remember seeing it. You were there with a massive pest. I uh, I came back from the bathroom and you were debating with one and only G Lane uh, whether or not you could karate chop the head off the snake, which was made out of the pastry. These things are impressive. The boss of Radio Hodaki. Yeah, if you've ever been to if you've ever been to Valentine's, you would have seen the pastry, uh, the uh, margarine oh, my, sculptures. Yep, the same Great. setup. They go good on your toast. That's terrible on your toast. Terrible. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. And just, it's not good. I know. I thought the same thing. I used to load the blocks, 12 and a half kilo blocks on a conveyor belt. And because it took so long to go through them, and I was doing a 12-hour shift stacking blocks into a conveyor belt, <laughs> I'd start making sculptures. I had some of the best, I'd make some of the best waves and surfers on them and barrels and thuds of hours. Oh, you done a bit of margarine sculpture. Oh, mate, hours of it. It was the only was way that, to pass a 12-hour shift. one last line of snake? Yeah, there was a snake, two snakes coming out of a pyramid, and you were going, cool. you were jing each other up to see who could jump up the highest and karate chop the head off the top snake. <laughs> and this is the point at which I came back and saw you guys. Okay, oh, guys, good. not a good idea. And things escalated from there. Uh, you two together, not a great combination. Yeah, the next note is about the Radio Hodaki boss, um, and that's all it says is Radio Hodaki boss. <laughs> What else happened with him? Was that it? Did I write those two notes together? No, no, no. After that, uh, we all went to the casino. Oh, and, I remember that. And we were we were on a heater. No, we missed a bit. Of, we even missed a step as well. Another step was that we went and sat down at a roulette wheel. I went bust straight away, and you went well. I was gambling. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. And we were there, and I was like, go on the black 17, and you're like, nah. And it goes, Dunk, black 17. You're like, oh, classic. And I was like, go on the 35. Didn't. 35. Oh. Then you put it all on red. Bust. Oh. Shh, don't tell Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was there with us? Secret safe with us. Oh, it was, at one stage it was the, the Hodaki Drive show, all of us, and then we were on a heated table. I remember seeing Lee Hart. Yeah, well, you were with you and him with Thickers Thieves, and then and then the boss, uh, G Lane, the boss, tipped the beer all over the blackjack table we were on, and we all got kicked out. Right, well, that's not good. You're not supposed to do that. No, it was poor form from him. To be expected, though. He's uh, a massive, massive, massive battler on the piss. Oh, this is good. I had a great night, guys. This is good finding this out. Um, next, I'd like to go to my uh, last uh, two notes. No, I've got three notes. Cancelled Uber, and my other one was John Cena. Jeez, <laughs> 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 I wrote so I had a great night, guys. I can't help you pass cancelled Uber. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to give might have to give Dicko Chang Chang a call. Oh jeez.
gave it a red hot crack last night, New Zealand Pie Awards, and I absolutely sent it. Uh, I've got the note here, and we're going through my phone because I write notes when I go out, um, just in case I forget things. And turns out uh, there's quite a, a few notes that I don't remember. <laughs> this is, I think this is something that could be encouraged. I think that we get people to make a treasure map of their evening. Do you know, if you're heading out, make the notes. So that in the morning you can screenshot it and send it to us and we can put it on our Instagram. <laughs> My next one just says cancelled Uber. That what was that was our last interaction. Okay. After we uh after we rolled out of the CAS with a guy that was proclaiming to be kicked out after going in with ten dollars and leaving with eighteen hundred, uh he was like, They just kicked me out. He was absolutely flooded. And <laughs> I don't even reckon he made it in. Pretty sure that he walked in the revolving door and out. <laughs> um, and and then I was like, oh, I'm out. I'm, I'm peeling out. I'm going home. And that was like quarter to 12. And you're like, sweet as. And you ordered an Uber. And then you're like, actually, I'll just go to the bathroom. I don't think I can hold it the whole way home. Oh, and that was went, my undoing. I should have gotten the Uber. That was it. You hit, you hit cancel. And then you went back inside. You went into the vortex. And oh. then you ran smack bang into the entire Rock and Hodaki team, which were having like a jubilee. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> night. What a weird night I had. Hell of a night. Hey, great God. people. Great people at the awards. Uh, always good to hang out with uh, hang out with the lads. Uh, we're all cut from the same cloth, aren't we? Oh, um, so I know what the John Cena note is because my next note just says John Cena. I was like, I didn't even watch wrestling. I did win in the, you know, back in the day, The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, actually, I watched it over the weekend. They're bringing <laughs> back all the old school people. There's like a crew of all the old school wrestlers, like the Hardy Boys. Um, oh, is Stone that the Docos? No, no, they, they come out in WWE at the moment. Like, oh, really? It's all the old battlers, like from way back in the day. It's good stuff. Anyway, so. John Cena, tell, talk to me. So Dixie was listening before, and apparently I, when I got home at three forty-five or whatever ungodly hour it was, uh, I made because we had a punch pad going into the we don't have a key, we just got a punch pad to get into the house. Future, yeah, and uh, it was already there when we when we got the place, and I struggle with that obviously because there's five digits or something like that. And we uh, was old Stevie Wonder knocking out a tune at the front door, was he? Hundred <laughs> percent. So I made a schmozzle trying to get inside, and then apparently I walked past the room. Dixie's like, I can hear you. I'm awake, or something like that, because Murray was up feeding or whatever. And apparently I just popped my head in the door and waved my hand in front of my face. And it's like, you can't see me. I'm John Cena. And then ran to bed. <laughs> like I was a wrestling ninja. I <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what you can. It's amazing what your brain pulls together. It just swims through all the darkest recesses and just goes. There's a sentence, and I'm out. I'll tell you what, um, and I'm not going to dive into this because it's for another time. But uh, weirdly, in the middle of the night, I was buying car parts as well, according to my <laughs> boss. Coming up on Che and Tone, <laughs> mate. I almost took my bank to court because of the uh, of the list of car parts that I'd spent. I was like, I mean, I don't even own a car. <laughs> if you know, you know. Jay and Dunks drive home. It's time for Batuta News. We do it every Wednesday. That's the best fake news you'll hear all day. Coming up after five, woman who believes in horoscopes outraged that anti-vaxxers won't listen to science. Then after 6.30, recently single friend organises weekend plans with the absolute worst people. But now, woman three minutes into cooking risotto, already deeply regretting her decision. <laughs> Good afternoon, I'm Sean Piercy. 
After watching an episode of My Kitchen Rules, Alexandra Dyer was inspired to venture into the culinary world of the Italian crowd pleaser risotto. Despite her good intentions, she's tonight deeply regretting her decision to make the time-consuming rice dish a mere three minutes into cooking. <laughs> we reached out to Alexandra, who was more than happy to talk to someone while standing alone in the kitchen, constantly stirring and adding liquid to the risotto. I don't know how this dish has survived for so long, she said. It's the most time-consuming thing ever. It's probably not even going to taste that good. It's believed Miss Dyer is making a truffle and mushroom risotto after her and her partner Phil went truffle hunting at a farm on the outskirts of Pukekohe. <laughs> You wouldn't think southern Auckland would be good for truffles, but it's actually perfect, explained Tim Fitzroy, the truffle farm's manager. There's a small pocket out here that kind of has its own ecosystem. It really defies all we know about weather patterns. At the time of press, Alexandra still had at least another 30 minutes of stirring to do. It's believed the risotto will almost certainly not end up being worth the effort. For News Hub and the Batuta Advocate, I'm Sean Piercy. They must have had some time on their hands back in the day, eh? Oh, yeah. Pasta, making your own pasta. Never done it. Seen it like a YouTube video. Oh, that's good fun. <sighs> Admin, <laughs> what's wrong with spaghetti pasta? Just wake, out of the packet. wake up in the morning and start cooking dinner. <laughs> Coming up on Jay and Dunk. I laugh, but I'll get up on a Saturday morning at four o'clock in the morning to put my brisket on. Exactly. Exactly. And then I'm like, going to be lucky if it's ready for a six o'clock dinner and I'll watch it like a hawk all day long. Jay and Tug. And our old mate, Big T, Tony Lyle, is here. Big T. It's time for Tony Lyle Live. Hunkering down on a good old piece of biltong right now. It is. It's delicious. It's very spicy. Hey, can I just say, Dunk, you look awful, mate. You look absolutely (laughs) woeful. I've seen some awful carcasses in my time, and right now you are one of them. You're like a wrung-out dishcloth. Yeah, and was, uh, that's a tremendous compliment. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, well, that's, that, is a, that is the carcass <laughs> of a man that has enjoyed himself thoroughly at the Bakels New Zealand Pie Awards. You definitely look like you had a few pies and a few other things as well. Yeah. 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 Duncan was about to hit Uber as well, and he was like, actually, I need to go to the bathroom. So he went back inside, and into the vortex he fell. Ah, uh, yeah, never go back, mate. Just go in a bush, get in the cab, and go home. You- he tossed that idea up too, but oh, I being looked Sky at the City, gi- there wasn't a lot of wriggle room. I looked yeah, at the giant power pole that is the Sky Tower, and I was like, could do it on that. You could. It's Probably been done get before. arrested. Yeah. Not going to do that. And then I got sucked back in, and then uh, knock, knock, guess who's here, 3 o'clock. So <sighs> you're at the casino. How'd you come out? He could yeah. have been up. He could have been up tremendously had he heeded my advice. Oh God! I picked two numbers back to back on the roulette wheel. My word! I was paying five dollars spins, and I said, "Shut up! Always go Lomo Eleven." Yeah, it, I, to be honest, 11. I'm actually <laughs> genuinely hundred percent. This is not a lie. I always put it on Lomo Eleven. Hundred percent. I've only ever seen it come in once. It was my mate Et at the Gold Coast Casino at Jupiter's there. And he chucked five bucks down. I think he got 170 back off $5. It's not bad going. That's marvellous stuff. Mm. This, isn't, this isn't like a, we brag about gambling, obviously. You know, gambling's not a great thing. But I went to the Monte Carlo Casino when I was in Monaco. Yes, wow. I've got a passport. No big deal. Oh, wow. Went with my now now wife, then girlfriend. And she put some obviously chips around the place. Left one on a number. And it came up. She won big. And then they gave her the chips, and she just didn't really know how to play, didn't know what was going on, left the chip on there just by accident, and it came up twice in a row. Stop it. It came up twice in a row. And so she had it on the, uh, you know, the gap between two numbers? You have it on the line. So she had it there, and she left it there a third time and was like, I'll just leave it there. And then the other number came up. Oh. It was amazing. And then all the crowd built around us, this little uh, sort of old... 
uh, I want to say Japanese lady came up and she she was throwing around big checks. She put a huge amount on top of Catherine's chip and she, Catherine just left the one chip there. At this point, she was up like sort of 500 euro off, off 20, $20 or whatever, 20 euro. And then the, the, yeah, the lady put all this money on uh, and then it landed on zero. <laughs> the old oh. green. And she lost it all. And the lady like looked at Catherine as if she'd done something wrong. She was like, oh, you... And she's like, I didn't tell you to put it there. That's your own money. It's yeah. your own free will. Jeez, we've really ended up talking the whole time about gambling, but let's chat about the Rock 1500. Yes. Uh, let's go, not the whole 15, because it'll be absolutely punishing of your picks, but top three. Hey, top three, this is just what popped in my head when you asked me. I reckon Blink 182, damn it. That's for how Definitely had that pre-prepared. I don't actually know that, and that was really impressive. Oh, mate, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Quite loud, sorry about that. Honestly, I was not expecting that. It was very loud in the headphones. Second, second pick. I want to go, it's got to be Smells Like Teen Spirit, right? That Nirvana doco might be the um, one for Sound City where they sh- uh, Butch Vig, who produced the Nevermind album, strips back and it's got um, Kurt singing um, just the vocals only and then he's like, okay, it sounds a bit flat and then they doubled it up to make it sound like... Just glorious. It is glorious. Has that, has that ever won? No, I don't think so. It must be due, right? It's got to be one of the greatest it's, songs. I, I feel mm. like it doesn't even make it inside the top ten that often. Like I think last year it was like 17 or something. Which, it's, a, it's a damn shame because it's, it's got to be up there with one the of the landscape most of the generation. songs of all time. That's it. And your final pick? Uh, I'm going to go some uh, Kings Leon, King of the Radio. Oh, yeah. You can't have a bad time listening to that song. You can't at all. Like yeah, that whole album. A few of the boys in a car with that album on, Aha Shake Heartbreak, driving along on a road trip with a couple of beers. Obviously, not the, the driver, but everyone else. Depends if you're in the 70s or not. If you're in the 70s, yeah. then yeah, grab a whole box. Just get stuck in. <laughs> we saw them sound checking for the European Music Awards one time. We got to, we got to go in and watch them sound check. 7.30 in the morning, and they were just smashing Coronas. So from the Your sound of it... Your whole life is an airport when you're a touring band like yeah, that. exactly. So, and in an airport, you can drink at any time. Oh, look, guys, I'm tired of talking. Let's play a song. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Jay. And Dunk. The Rock. Again, it's time to check in with Sean Piercy with Batuta News, the best fake news you'll hear all day. This will roll some people up. Earlier, woman three minutes into cooking risotto, already deeply regretting her decision... And up after 6.30, recently single friend organises weekend plans with the absolute worst people. But now, woman who believes in horoscopes, outraged that anti-vaxxers won't listen to science. Good evening, I'm Sean Piercy. A Hawke's Bay woman who makes her living analysing people's personality traits based on the stars has had it with anti-vaxxers and their unscientific claims. I mean, the science is very clear. There's zero proof that vaccines cause autism. Kendall, 24, from Napier, told us. If they even paused for a moment to think about it, they'd realise there's no hard evidence to support their claims. Kendall, a Virgo, went on to explain that because of her star sign, she's particularly predisposed to have no tolerance for anti-vax rubbish. Virgos, especially those with cancerizing signs like myself, aren't very gullible, she told reporters while she consulted her star chart. <laughs> we just have a very low tolerance for pseudoscience and false claims. Kendall, who has an astrology business in town, concluded by saying she was quite concerned about the lack of fact-based discussions happening in our society. Then she asked reporters to leave so she could keep charging her crystals in the moonlight. For News Hub and the Batuta Advocate, I'm Sean Pearson. 
That is, that's great stuff. Someone rightly pointed out the other day is that you can hassle a person for not vaccinating their kid, but you're not allowed to say anything to a person that gives their kid high fat or high sugar foods. Yeah. She's a slippery slope. I think if you are if you're good for the goose, you've got to be good for the gander. Each to their own, I say. Each, Each to, their, to their, own. their own. Let's not start this. I am way too hungover <laughs> to dive into an anti-vax chat. Jay and Dunk. Jay and Dunk with you in the middle of this. I want it all and I want it now. Another real close battle. Uh, we've had the chance to pitch you a couple of stories and you've just made the decision on what you'd like to hear more of. Jay, your headline. Australian man's chest catches on fire mid open heart surgery. See, I wanted to hear the end of that. Can we cheat this one? No, nah, it's, ba- it's basically what happened. It's one of those things that they uh, find very hard to explain. With all of those things that are hooked up to your chest during an operation, your body's creating electricity and there's electricity going into your body, so it just basically arced up. Caught him on fire. Jesus, weird. Oh, there you go. I just got to sneeze. It's gone. How annoying. Because Jay was looking at me. You lost it. Uh, Um, I was about to say, don't sneeze, don't sneeze. It'll be back. That's very frustrating, though. Um, So my story actually won, and not by much. My story, and I'm not going to do all of them, but was 19 stories that prove Michael Jordan is the most ruthlessly competitive athlete of all time. Go on. Okay, here we go. The time he punched another teammate in the face. (laughs) The time he heckled a heckler after dunking the biggest guy on the court. The time he cheated to beat a teammate's mum at cards. The time he bribed baggage handlers to win a bet. The time he tricked Scotty Pippen into winning money on a virtual race. The time he wagered $100,000 on rock, paper, scissors. The time he bet $300,000 on a single punt. The time he won $500 off a punter at a charity golf match. Just like someone that was there playing along and or watching and then won $500 off him. The time he shamed Bill Clinton for playing off the easy tees on a golf course. <laughs> the time he taunted a player by shooting a free throw with his eyes closed. Oh, that's good. Didn't he get some Bugsy something? Oh, Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Uh, yes, he, he basically reckons he ruins his career because he goes, he was Dean up on Muggsy, um, Muggsy Bogues, not Muggsy Malone. Yeah. <laughs> That's another, <laughs> I was thinking of Carl Malone. Yeah. Muggsy Bogues, and uh, he was Dean up on him and then took two steps back. He goes, come on, shoot it, you midget, because he was like five foot four or something like that, one of the shortest players to ever play in the NBA, and then he completely tanked it, and he goes, after that, I was just a broken man <laughs> mentally. Wow. I just wasn't a player that I was before that. That would tear you apart from the inside out. <laughs> and one final one, uh, these are all things that Michael Jordan's done uh, that proves that he's just a savagely competitive guy and the the time he didn't talk to anybody for two days after losing a ping pong match. (laughs) I reckon he'd be an absolute punish to hang out with. That's why he is the GOAT. Jay and Dunk. The Rock. Uh, The Rock 1,500 chairs at AEG Power Tools. Voting is now open. There is officially two days in, 50% more votes uh, than this time last year. For the countdown, which is pretty impressive. That is impressive. And a weird stat as well around mats. There has been uh, over 1,000 mats that have voted on this year's oh, countdown. Oh, people called mats. Yeah, Matthews. I was like, what? What has mats got to do? I'm new to this, and that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, now it does. Weird, eh? Over 1,000. Yeah, unless one mat's got heaps of time on his hands. He's created an alias accounts or something. Oh, I, don't know. I don't know if that can be done, can it? That was the weird stats from the office today. Um, I saw also see Quentin Tarantino has put together his favourite picks uh, from all of his movies and put it into a Spotify playlist. Yeah. Um, 
a.k.a. he's basically gone through and picked his what rock on 1,500 picks. Yeah, I'm glad that he finally got back to you. It was starting to get really awkward, the amount of DM sliding you were doing. Oh, it was a pretty slippery slope. I thought I was never going to get out of there. <laughs> Sliding on in there on the old water slide to Tarantino's <laughs> just, box. Just stuck. Here's his first one, ladies and gents. <laughs> Filthy riff, uh, I'm going to back it up with this one. Great tune. Going to back it up with Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. scores to his films are just amazing, aren't they? Oh, that's full Tarantino, that sound, though. Yeah. Uh, Bowie, Cat People. And going to finish it up with Let's Stay Together, Al Green. Let's stay together. She's just a love-making song, Loving isn't you Apparently the Harry Chainsaw from here at work, Jim Cawthorn. Yeah. Was champ. First, uh, it was his wedding song, first dance song. What a romantic guy. He always Jimmy had it in him. He would have been a full pelvic thrusting piss uh, for his first dance, I reckon. That would have been all he had. I wonder if that, I wonder if he helped choreograph the dance on the spade head that he's famously a part oh, of. Oh, yeah. You know, the wedding with the currently, if you didn't notice, it, uh, you'll be able to spot Jim the Harry Chainsaw Cawthorn and the new spade head. Teaching his mates how to dance so he can wow his missus on their wedding night. Oh, he goes good in that. He goes real good. The Rocks, Jay and Dunk. What an absolute treat. This will put a smile on your dial. It's the best fake news you'll hear all day. It's Batuta News with Sean Piercy. The big stories of the day so far. Woman three minutes into cooking risotto already deeply regretting her decision. And woman who believes in horoscopes outraged that anti-vaxxers won't listen to science. But now, recently single friend organises weekend plans with the absolute worst people. Good evening, I'm Sean Piercy. <laughs> Friends of recently single local woman Jade Essex, 27, say they've been keeping a close eye on her over the last few months. With a messy breakup still fresh in her mind, Jade has made a point of doing heaps of different things now that she has a lot more free time, namely organising a catch-up with the wrong crowd. While her friends are urging her to please not make life harder for herself by condemning her next working week with an almighty come-down, there's a lot more at play than simply <laughs> having a party. It's mostly because her ex, Johnny, 31, a Spark Arena sound man, used to absolutely despise these people. And for good reason too, when you consider just how problematic their lifestyles are and their penchant for dragging other people down to their own level of pointless benders and rubbish talk. I haven't seen them in ages, says Jade, her mouth now salivating at the thought of tomorrow's sunrise finish. Her justifications of catching up with the only people she knows who still do Class A drugs every single weekend is failing to convince her girlfriends that this is a good idea, even the ones that introduced her to them. Tyrone and Michaela are a really sweet couple when you get to know them. I want to hear more about this health supplements business they've been telling me about. And that's your final Batuta headline for Wednesday the 31st of July. For News Hub and the Batuta Advocate, I'm Sean Pearcy. Wow. They're just so enjoyable, aren't they? Jay and Tuck.